Welcome to Red Rank Podcast. I'm your host, The Crow Show, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. Just a friendly reminder, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, among others. And on Apple Podcasts, I'd really, really appreciate it if you leave me a rating and a review. It helps me out a lot. So we've got a fun show today. We're going to talk a little bit about the Shrine of Secrets for this week. Going to talk about some news, including issues with DLC content disappearing from your account. We'll have a look at that. We'll talk about the boon perks, what we know about them so far. Spoiler alert, we know nothing. Then we'll talk about skill-based matchmaking and the reaction the community has had so far. And then later in the show, I'm going to answer some questions from my first ever mailbag portion of the show. So let's, uh, let's get into it. First, we're going to talk about the Shrine of Secrets from September 7th through September 14th. The survivor perks are Botany Knowledge, No Mither, and the killer perks are Surveillance and Knockout. I don't really recommend anything from this shrine. If anything, Surveillance and Knockout do come from licensed chapters, the uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre chapter, as well as the Saw chapter. Um, Those perks do fit certain builds. And they're okay, but they're like middle-tier uh, middle perks. They're like C-tier perks. Botany Knowledge, you might as well just unlock it by playing or spending blood points on Claudette. Claudette has some good perks. And No Mither is just not a good perk. I don't recommend it for anybody. If you want a meme, that's cool. Good for you. So that covers the Shrine of Secrets. So Behavior released a tweet that talks about DLC content disappearing from certain people's accounts. The tweet reads, We've identified an issue with previously purchased DLCs that has affected some players on PlayStation, Steam, and Stadia platforms. A planned fix will be deployed in the next bug fix update. Thank you for your patience. If you own the DLC product from the platform you're playing on, the PS4, the PS5, Redownloading the DLC manually should regain you access to that content. If you're on Steam with Family Sharing or Stadia using cross-progression with Steam or vice versa, the fix will be coming in the next bug fix update. My guess, and of course it's just my guess, that'll be within the next week or two. The DVD Leaks account on Twitter released this information about boon perks. The effect is unknown, but boon perks will transform a dull totem into a boon totem when blessed by a survivor. Killers can snuff out boon totems to deactivate the associated boon perk and and dispel its blessings. I have a theory here. This is just my own personal theory. Take it with a grain of salt. I'm probably wrong. Uh, Let's just throw that out there right now. You know how killers have perks like Hex Ruin, Hex Undying, that delay the game without any effort on their part. The Hex just exists, they chase people off gens, and then those gens regress, thanks to Hex Ruin. Let's say you find that totem, you break it. Thanks to Hex Undying, that perk doesn't quite go away. And they have to do very little in order to regress those generators. What's one major thing that survivors can do to prevent the killer from achieving their goal, which is to kill everybody? They can gain health states. With the exception of certain killers who have one-shot abilities, meaning they can put you into the dying state with one attack, killers like Billy, Bubba, Ghostface, and Michael Myers when they meet certain criteria so that they can make you exposed for a certain period of time, those killers can down you in one shot. Other killers, they have to hit you at least twice. Pig, Nurse, Blight, etc. Now, if you regain a health state, that takes them farther away from their main objective, which is to kill you and then kill the other two, three people in the, in the round to end the game. My theory is that a boon perk will be 
a totem that'll be that'll be able to passively heal anybody close to it. It's a weird theory, but I <laughs> I would like to believe that survivors will finally get something that just passively helps them win the game with little to no effort like Hex Ruin and Hex Undying. If you can bless a dull totem, stand near it for long enough long enough time to heal yourself, I think that'd balance out the game a little bit more. Call me crazy, but I love that idea. What are your guesses for Boon Perk? What do you think it'll do? That's just my guess. I'm probably wrong, but I guess we'll find out. The Boon Perk will become available in the next mid-chapter update, according to the DVD Leaks account. And I believe in the next mid-chapter update, we're getting a new survivor, which I believe is an original character. The DVD Leaks account also released a tweet and showing that Jonathan Byers received his own audio files in the latest update. I noticed this as well and it really threw me off. I hit a Jonathan in the face with my fist. It's nemesis. Not me. I would never punch my monitor. <laughs> but uh, he made his own sound. It wasn't Steve's usual like, ah, you know, really threw me off. But hey, good for you, Jonathan Byers. Just in time for Stranger Things to leave the store in November. We're going to revisit a topic that is the hot topic of this week. It's SBMM, skill-based matchmaking. For anybody unaware, skill-based matchmaking is an unknown formula that behavior is put together in order to match killers and survivors of similar skill sets against each other. Now, we're not 100% clear on how they factor this in. We don't know what a win is on the killer side and survivor side, it's kind of up in the air as well. There are some boosted survivors who will hide an entire round and escape, whether they open the exit or let somebody else open the exit or they get the hatch. But because they never got caught, they actually get rewarded for that in terms of their ranks. Now, I've got a very small sample size with the new skill-based matchmaking that was released this week. I think it went live on Wednesday. From my experience, though, I think it was a mistake. And for what it's worth, I am an iridescent one killer, highest, highest grade you can get as killer, and I'm iridescent three survivor. And from what I understand, you cannot derank. So I think once you hit iridescent one, you cannot go below one until the rank reset, which takes place on the 13th of each month. Now, when I played Survivor, all the killers were running Ruin, Undying, Tinkerer, Barbecue, Thrilling Tremors, any combination of those perks. All of the perks that require very little effort to swing the game in their favor. There's nothing wrong with that, you know? Play the game how you want to play it. The perks are in the game. They're available for you to play. It's legal for you to play them. I did call the cops once and said, hey, you know, this this blight, he's running Ruin Undying Tinkerer. And the cop was like, what the fuck is Dead by Daylight? What the fuck is Ruin Undying? Then they hung up on me. It was really unfortunate. Now, when I first started playing my games, I was running really silly builds. I had Breakout, Medal of Man, Self-Care, Dead Hard, stuff like that. I didn't really have much, a, much of a chance to escape. I was just trying to meme, just trying to have some fun. It wasn't until I switched to meta builds like Unbreakable, Decisive Strike, Fixated, Sprint Burst, Mix In, Borrowed Time Adrenaline, Iron Will, and that's when I started having a chance to actually escape. I basically had to sweat and try hard to escape my rounds. Now, I'm really worried about where this game is headed. If I have to play boring meta builds in order to have a chance to survive, 
or have a chance at killing all the survivors. When I'm playing killer, I do enjoy doing really silly builds just to mess around, have fun, keep the game fresh and interesting for me. Now, I did experiment. I played a bunch of killers that I never, never, ever play. I was running Billy, Legion, Twins, Trickster, among others. I tried all these killers that I I never, ever play. So behavior would have to go back months in order to get any kind of information on how my games went with those killers. I was put into games where survivors were running all the meta builds, a combination of any of these perks, Dead Heart, Adrenaline, Borrowed Time, Decisive Strike, Fixated, Sprint Burst. Did I say Borrowed Time? I ran into one squad, literally all four of them had Dead Heart, Borrowed Time. Dead Heart, Borrowed Time, Decisive Strike, and it was just ridiculous. You can imagine how well that went as I was playing Billy for the first time in months. And then, of course, they had to BM me in the postgame chat, even though all four escaped. So I I just don't know. I I think skill-based matchmaking was a mistake. And I think that's what the consensus is. Because I went out to Twitter and I did some research. I looked up SBMM and I saw one guy in particular. The guy had literally just installed Dead by Daylight. He had maybe two or three perks, period. Like that's all he could do. So he didn't have many blood points invested into whatever killer he was playing. He showed a screenshot where he was up against iridescent one through four survivors, all running borrowed time, dead hard adrenaline, stuff like that. Is that fair to that killer who literally just bought this game and is trying to learn how to play a killer? I don't think new people should have to go up against four-person bully squads in order to learn how to play this game. And this game has a real problem. At a certain time of night, the survivor queue times slow down significantly because not enough people are playing killer. Why would they? I think this might make things worse in the long run. I don't know how it is from the low to mid ranks, but I'd love to hear your thoughts. H- how has your experience been with skill-based matchmaking? Are you enjoying it? You having fun? You not having fun? Have you uninstalled? Do you enjoy the competitive nature? And again, we're all going to have different experiences. We're all going to have different feelings on the builds that we face. For me, I stream this game three nights, three nights a week on Twitch. The last thing I want to do is to have to wipe sweat from my forehead during every round, whether I'm playing Survivor or Killer, because I'm going against Nurse, Spirit, Blight, Huntress, all running all the meta builds. It's just, it's boring to me. Now, there were some exceptions, of course, like maybe one or two games when I was Killer, I went up against people who basically just installed the game, and that's not fair to them either. I've got... 1800 hours logged on this game and i'm playing against people who have like 60 hours played maybe 100 hours i did check their steam profiles i I, maybe i should have written some notes on that but yeah i just i don't know if there's a a good solution for skill-based matchmaking and that's the thing this is dead by daylight it's not apex legends it's not call of duty why are they trying to make this an esport because that's what it feels like and i don't think the majority of their fan base is interested in esports. We're going to have a lot of people who brag about being competitive, brag about playing in tournaments, but they make up such a small percentage of the player base, they're hardly worth mentioning. I did check Twitter to see some reactions from content creators. These are just the first three that I found. Angry Pug wrote in his tweet, SBMM is an absolute joke. Four hours in and the killers aren't more skilled 
They're just more try-hard and sweaty. And well, the teammates, they're the exact same in solo queue. Mainly useless. Where's the skill on the survivor end? That sounds about right. Angry Pug has a lot of hours logged. He also has the most escapes logged in this game. So he knows what he's talking about. Puppers wrote, SBMMR is a joke. True Talent wrote, Rank is now meaningless on Dead by Daylight. Finally, I can agree with this statement. The new ranking system is 100% meaningless. MMR is not attached to rank and you can't derank, lol. Again, <laughs> I would love to hear your thoughts. If you want to weigh in on skill-based matchmaking, send me a tweet or leave a post in the Discord. Maybe I'll read it out on the next show. Speaking of sharing your thoughts and me interacting with you, I mentioned in a previous episode I'd love to have a mailbag portion of the show. Each week, I'd love to answer questions from all of you, whether you want to ask me about my life, gaming, Dead by Daylight, perks, news, what I want out of the game, anything really, as long as it's within reason, uh, feel free to send me questions to my Twitter account or use the designated mailbag channel in my Discord. And I do highly recommend you join the Discord. We have enough people in there that we get Swifts going every now and again and network with each other, talk with each other, talk, talk about builds, all that fun stuff. All right. First question comes from Goose. How did you get into gaming? What was your first console slash gaming device? I'm going to date myself quite a bit here. <laughs> My father got me into gaming. The first console we ever owned was a Pong gaming machine that hooked up to our black and white TV. And it was the most amazing thing ever. You use this tiny little paddle controller and you spun it to move the uh the, the little rectangle thing up and down and you would try to hit a ball into the other goal and that was it and it was revolutionary it was amazing i can remember the night my father brought it home and to us it was the coolest thing and that's the thing video gaming was not always so accessible as it is now believe it or not you used to have to go outside you'd have to go to a local arcade where they had these big machines where the joysticks may or may not work. The buttons may or may not work. You may or may not have problems when you put your quarters in, but you would have to go somewhere and pay these little machines 25 cents, 50 cents, up to a dollar or more in the later days of gaming. That's how we had to access gaming. So taking this Pong machine home was really, really cool. Next question is a two-parter. Helberg asks, as a, as a certified Nancy simp, I'm curious how it feels to have converted to maining the Holy One. And Helberg also asks, what are your hobbies outside of content creation? I know you said in the intro you would chat with guests about it, but I want to hear about your hobbies. <laughs> okay, so basically I'm a Nancy Wheeler main now between Nancy and Zarina. And hey, I'm here for it. I love the story arc of me hating Nancy mains and then me becoming one. Now, I still believe most Nancy gamers are bad, but if I can be the leader of them, maybe they'll learn from me. And Nancy's cosmetics are so cute. And I'm really sad the Stranger Things chapter contract is up and will no longer be a part of Dead by Daylight. So the cosmetics we have now are what we're stuck with until maybe one day they get back, but I'm not counting on that. I love her ponytail too. The ponytail head just slays me. There's something so adorable about running around, the ponytail swinging back and forth. It just overwhelms me with cuteness every time. As for hobbies outside of content creation, I love going on hikes whenever I can. I'm very, very fortunate and blessed to be surrounded by beautiful trails with all kinds of difficulty levels. I consider myself more of an intermediate hiker, 
I'm really, really proud of that. Even a year or two ago, I would have struggled to, to make it through some of these trails. Some of them I wouldn't have even attempted. But now, thanks to my lovely wife, I can get through these trails with a lot of strength, a lot of confidence. They're not easy, but I have a lot of fun doing it. I get a kick out of climbing up these really steep hills. And yeah, sure, I'm out of breath and I'm sweating a lot by the time I get there, but isn't that kind of the point? So I love hiking. We actually just went camping this week. We were away for two nights camping. Camping's another big one. I also love watching movies and TV shows. Lately, I've been watching Ted Lasso, Mr. Corman, The X-Files, we're currently on season eight, Reservation Dogs, among others. And I'm usually at the movies every weekend, seeing everything from a small budget indie film to the latest Marvel film. I highly recommend Shang-Chi or is it Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings? That's a beautiful movie with incredible action, a great story. And the cool thing about the action is it all it all has purpose. It advances the plot. It advances the story arcs. It's just a beautiful, beautiful movie. So check it out if you can. If not, wait for home release. You won't be disappointed if you're into Marvel. So thank you very much for your mailbag questions. Uh, big thanks to Goose and Hellberg. They uh, they posted those questions in the Discord. And I do have a designated channel for Mailbag. So if we can get enough of those questions each week, I'll definitely make this a weekly thing. And I, I think that would be a freaking blast if we could do that. So thank you. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, I'm really, really excited with the future of Red Rank Podcast. You can find me streaming on Twitch every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 7.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. I'm also all over TikTok. I post TikToks regularly. Twitter, YouTube, look up The Crow Show. You'll find me. Otherwise, I'll leave a link in the show notes for all my socials. So thank you very much for listening, and I'll see you in the fog.